Welcome back to Free Country, y'all. I'm Grady Smith, and we're here for another episode this week. Um, it's so cool, and we're now at like a month of doing this podcast, and you guys like it, and I like making it, and it's been really fun to learn how this works. I'm, I'm seeing the numbers start to roll in on some of these listens, and they're good, guys, and makes me feel freaking good. You know what else makes me feel good? Is that intro song, That's No Shade of Green by Flatland Cavalry, some cool cats out of Texas. I got to see them earlier this year, and my mind was pretty blown by how good they were. Cleto Cordero is the name of their lead singer and their lyricist. And if that's not a name meant to be a star, Cleto Cordero, I don't know what is. Uh, But check them out, guys. Show them some love. Uh, Hey, y'all. How are you? How are you doing? How are things going this fine day for you? I think Monday mornings is sort of settling into when I'm going to be releasing these podcasts, and I like that time, and it seems like you guys do too. We can kick off the week together if you're on your commute or doing whatever else it is you do on Monday morning. Um, Thanks for all of the well wishes on last week's podcast, guys. The sunburn has mostly evened out. I've got my base burn for the season now. I have kind of uh, dandruffed off my stomach all of the just completely burnt skin and it was uh, it was gross it was bad it was raw but we're settling into something kind of impressive i haven't felt this tan in years so that's exciting um i i've been doing a lot of changes in my room in the last couple days that's been kind of the main thing i've been up to for this weekend i I have this like strange bench thing that sits behind me in all my videos it's a set of drawers with a kind of green and white fabric uh, cushion on top and it's sort of a bench that I fashioned out of an old roommate's drawers that were under his bed. He moved to Colorado, left them behind and I sort of turned it into a piece of furniture and put a piece of plywood on top of it and added some legs in the back and then made that cushion. But it was time for it to go. It was time for it to go and instead I got a, a sweet new sofa. Um, I've kind of been like turning my little my little boy bedroom into a man bedroom slowly but surely over the past six months. So I got myself a nice new mattress and a bigger bed and uh, set that up. Now I've gotten this new sofa that's behind me uh, instead of my little weird bench thing. And I've I've been really a hawk on Craigslist and also gotten very into this thing called Buy Nothing. I don't know if you guys have these groups where you live, but. They're a big thing here in Charlottesville. People are part of the Buy Nothing group. And so it's kind of your little area of town, and it is a Facebook group where people are determined to buy nothing. You can just give things away. You're not allowed to sell stuff, but you post something, someone in your neighborhood can say, I want that, and then you just kind of leave it out on the porch for them. So it's been useful for me like to get rid of my old bed frame. I posted it on Buy Nothing. Someone came and got it right away. And I'd been trying to sell it on Craigslist for weeks, but no one had wanted it. But... Um, it's been very nice to to have that to get rid of stuff and to get some stuff. But man, they're, it, it's a fascinating subculture. It's a lot of young moms. It's a lot of people that are, are running through baby clothes and don't want to throw them away, but don't know what to do with them. And they're just like, here's a big bag of, you know, two-year-old toddler girl clothes if you want any. So I think the idea is kind of cool, but some people in that group post some weird stuff. There's a lot of people about to go on vacation and they're like, Oh, I have this bag of half-eaten vegan protein crumbles. Like, please let me know when you'll get here so I can leave it out at exactly at the right minute for you. And I'm like, just just no to that one. Uh, there's another person that <laughs> posted a balloon this week. 
they were like, I have a balloon from my four-year-old's birthday party a few weeks ago. There's not much air in it, but if you hung it from the ceiling, it still looks like the number four. Another woman posted a bag of twist ties, just a big gallon Ziploc bag of twist ties that she's been collecting for years. So I think maybe some of them don't have trash cans. And if they don't, I know where they can find them for free. Um, but it's uh, it's been an experience, guys, the Buy Nothing group. I, I highly recommend it. I think it's a good idea, but I've been very invested. And it look, it helped me get this new sofa. It's helped me with a lot of things. So uh, you'll see in the background of videos coming up a little more mature of a look. And I'm also getting stuff from that group because starting tomorrow, I can move into my new uh, podcast studio. So that's going to take a little bit to, to kind of get rolling. But the hope is to video these podcasts as well, not just have them an audio version and that way I can put it up on YouTube. But I got some figuring out to do on that front. But I have like a whole little studio that I've rented out for a full year in downtown Charlottesville. And so we got to outfit that and figure out how to light it. And that way I can have guests and maybe do interviews. And um, I said this on the channel, but I've, I, you know, I said it last week on the podcast too, I guess, that I, I've given my notice. So I'm trying to make, trying to hit the ground running um, once my day job is done. And that'll be done in about a week and a half, which is wild. And it's very cool and very exciting. I think maybe people don't necessarily realize how nervous I am about this transition. Um, it's seen as like, wow, you must be killing it if you're doing good enough to, to leave your job. And in some ways I am, in some ways I am, but I'm also nervous, you know, this might not work and I'm only killing it enough to see how I could support myself if I went full-time doing this. It's not like I really am <laughs> making enough now to. So taking a big risk, but this is the time in my life to take a risk, you know? I don't have a family I'm supporting or anything like that. I don't have a one-year-old, although I am in a little bit, you know, in one hour, in fact, going to a one-year-old birthday party. It's the phase of life I'm entering. My friends are starting to have babies, so I'm going to a one-year-old's birthday party. I should probably hit up the Buy Nothing group and, and grab a one-year-old boy's, uh, you know, shirt before I head there. Um, or just a bag of twist ties. A one-year-old would like that as well. But... Yeah, I'm going to a first birthday party. So that's weird. But yeah, I don't have any of those responsibilities. And uh, if there's a time in my life that I should be taking a risk, I think it's right now. And going to Nashville really was kind of the main impetus for giving my notice, I think. It was me realizing, you know what? Being a country fan is fun. It's not that serious. At the same time, it does add meaning to my life and it adds meaning to a lot of other people's lives. This is our hobby. And if I can make the experience of being a fan a little more fun for other people, then that's pretty cool. So that's what I'm trying to do here on this podcast and with my channel. And I got to get into some routines and start to figure out more of a content schedule. But yeah, we're making it happen. We are making it happen. And I so appreciate all of you that have, have just, you guys are freaking kind. You know, I don't believe in myself that much. I really don't. I'm not someone that experiences a lot of positive self-reflection. It's just not how I am. I don't know why, but I'm a self-loather. Uh, I doubt myself, and I just feel like I've been really blessed to have the type of people that bother to listen to me. They go out of their way to say, good job, man. Um, they go out of their way to be my patron on Patreon and, um, and write me kind messages. And people that just believe in me way more than I believe in myself. So... Um, thank you guys. Thank you for doing that. Uh, but enough about me. Jeez Louise. I could talk about me all day, as any of my poor friends know. Um, but let's talk about some country music. 
because there's a lot that came out this week and a lot that freaking happened this week. Um, and, and if you want to check out my channel, there's two videos I put up this week. Um, and we're going to have some cross pollination here. Cause I, I talked, I talked about Co Wetzel and Aaron Watson on the channel and I'm going to talk about both of them a little later in the podcast, but, uh, there's a more in-depth deep dive on their new albums on YouTube. And I also did a top 10 Dirk Bentley singles ever. And that took me forever to make and then got immediately copyright claimed, which was a bummer. But those are both on the channel this week and you should check them out. Uh, so first bit of news I want to get into. I went over to iTunes uh, earlier this week to see, you know, what's kind of what's kind of hitting right now on the country chart. And the number one, number two songs on iTunes were uh, at number two, Old Town Road. And, you know, there's a subject that's been beaten to death of whether or not that's a country song. But now we got The Get Up by Blanco Brown. Grab your loved ones. Or grab your love partner. And if you're by yourself, no worries. Just follow after me. Yeah. Gonna do the two-step then cowboy boogie. Grab your sweetheart and spin To the left, to the left now. To the right, to the right. Now take your left hand and put it on your side. This is like uh, what is being called a trailer trap song. Um, it is essentially like the electric slide. This is cool among um, people that like being told what to do on a dance floor, which is uh, not me. I hate songs that are telling me what to do. I hate the cha-cha slide. I hate the cupid shuffle. Just let me move. Let me be free. I want to just do what I want. Not be told what to do, but this song, The Get Up, is now the latest hill that country fans are going to prove how open-minded they are. Um, and this is the hill they're going to die on, on defending The Get Up as a country song. And so let's just listen to a little bit of it right here. Round and round you go. It's time to show out right now. This song is just not that good. That's the first thing I want to say about it. It just ain't that good. I don't know that this is appealing to my ears. It doesn't make me happy to listen to. And I find it very unsubstantive. If you're not literally up and dancing and just following the instructions, this song has no emotional heft. I can hear how it's catchy. Um, but here's where I want to start with the get up instead of starting there, even though, look, I already started with the negative, but I do think that this is completely allowed. I think every artist should make whatever they want to make. I love when artists wander. I like when they collaborate outside their genre. I, I think that that like part of the beauty of life is we share things with each other. I think that it is really cool that there are some chefs that travel to another country and they want to bring in some Japanese influence into their cooking. I think it's really cool when I visit another country and I, I enjoy maybe uh, some of the ways that they do things around the dinner table or some of their language. And I bring that into kind of my daily life. I think it's cool when musical traditions transact with one another. Now, what I don't think is cool is when we pretend that there are no differences in the type of music. And that's already what's happening around the get up. And it's so frustrating um, people are just being like, how is this not country? Well, 
this is a song that is all about the beat and all about this produced electronic thumping hip-hop beat. So that's why it doesn't sound country to me. It, I guess it's got vaguely some steel guitar kind of layered into the mix. But that doesn't make it a country song. Like so many debates that are happening on a big public scale right now, I feel like the people that don't love that the Get Up is a country song, they don't love it because it feels so thoughtless to call it a country song when anyone with ears can hear that it doesn't sound like the music that they have become familiar with as country music. And I get even by saying this, I'm taking the bait. I am like patient zero for who the people putting this song out want to dislike the song. It is intensely satisfying to be a disruptor. This is what so many businesses in our modern age do. Uber positions themselves as like a renegade business uh, that's doing transportation in a new way. This is kind of how every big tech company works. And now this is the new thing in country music. Country music became so identityless over the last 15 years that they've allowed all these foxes in the garden that can just like slip in and disrupt and ruffle feathers. And suddenly that becomes cool because it's pissing people off, because it's provocative. So I'm like, I, I feel even weird talking about the get up because I feel like this, the people behind the song, Broken Bow, and John Loba out of Broken Bow and Blanco Brown, what they want to do is annoy people because that will make it cool among young people. Young people like when older people are annoyed. Now that I'm 30 and going to a first birthday party and looking at bags of twist ties on Facebook, I'm officially old. And this is exactly, I think, what these people putting this song out want to happen. They want it to cause a stir. And they've said very clearly, we're trying to ride the... With all, the Lil, with all the Lil Nas X, Old Town Road situation, they want to capitalize on that right now. And they're doing it. And now the song's becoming a big hit. And don't you dare say that it's not country. Because immediately the implication thrown out at people that say it's not country is that actually you're making a decision based on race. Are you uncomfortable with a black man being in country music? Uh, that is the annoying implication to to saying that the get-up doesn't necessarily belong in country music. Now, I'm fine with subgenres. If we want to create trailer trap or country trap or whatever, and that is just hip-hop music with a dash of country instrumentation and maybe the aesthetics of yeehaw culture or throwing a cowboy hat on something or some fringe, that's totally fine with me. Like I said, I, I appreciate that. But I think what's really frustrating is that it doesn't sound the same as something like George Strait as something like Dolly Parton, as the hallmarks of this type of sound. Amarillo by morning, up from San Everything so yeah, like I said, I feel like I'm making a, a judgment with my ears and I'm being told I'm making one with my eyes whenever I say anything bad about it. And that's really frustrating. Um, that is frustrating. At the same time, this is a harmless song, but it's just not a hill to die on. This is a dumb meme. It is a dumb dance song. If this is really what we want to fight for, if this is how we want diversity within country music, sure. <laughs> sorry, Rhiannon Giddens. You know, sorry, Darius Rucker. This is really, sorry, Mickey Guyton. This is what it looks like to be inclusive in country music. So I just think it's dumb. I think it's kind of just like a, a sad wedding reception song and if, and... Uh, I, I kind of just 
I don't know if it'll go away. I know that Broken Bow has said Blanco Brown is, you know, he's got that Johnny Cash grit. I listened to this EP. What the hell are they talking about? I don't know. I'm glad he's doing his thing, but I'll be damned if anyone says that this sounds the same as country music. I'm making a musical argument here. Um, but go ahead and get down to the get up. That is fine with me. Truly, it's fine with me. I mean, I think people don't realize sometimes I, I have a really strong willed opinion about a lot of music, but I'm also pretty open minded to people disagreeing with me. Um, but then I'm also pretty sensitive. Who knows? Let's move on. Few comebacks are in the works right now in country music. We talked a few weeks ago about Miranda Lambert. She's confirmed that she's coming back and that her new sound is going to be, quote, old Miranda. A lot feistier, a lot more rocking, and I'm pumped about that. I feel like I was a little on the outside of The Weight of These Wings, her double album. Double albums are just really long, and also hers was kind of, it was almost a little too washed out and ambient and ethereal for me. I don't love sometimes what what Dave Cobb does in that way, that kind of vintage, echoey sound. So I'm excited that she's going to put some firepower back into her music. She does it well. We also got some news that Sam Hunt is coming back, and he confirmed after a concert this year to The Boot that he's leaning more traditional. He's been writing songs more on guitar and leaning more traditional. And that's very, very interesting. You know, Sam Hunt came out the gates five years ago with Montevallo, and Montevallo, I think, is a good record. Next to me, I ain't no fool. You rascal, you. You don't want me. You just want your ecstasy, ecstasy. I think that is a really good record. It is not a country record. It's a pop record. But I feel like Sam did that sound so much more successfully and believably than so many other country artists. Um... He is kind of believable as this sort of metro playboy, just because he is this, like, big, hunky dude. And it, it, it's just, like, more believable coming from him than coming from some of these guys that are seeming like lecherous dads at a, a school reunion going back to their old frat. Like, you know, when you have, like, Rascal Flats and Luke Bryan and they're singing about these girls in bikinis, it's a little different than, uh, you know, this 20-something football player dude that's doing the same thing. So, I mean, Sam Hunt really, I think, has been one of the most influential people in country music in the last decade. And so many people have chased his sound as he's kind of taken a break and gotten married and kind of, I don't know that he's handled getting famous very well. He seems like he's really pulled back and not wanted to be in the limelight and wanted to sit and uh, read philosophy and be sad or whatever he's been doing. Uh, maybe just savoring the beginning of marriage and figuring out what he wants. But it would be such an interesting shift if Sam Hunt comes out with a more traditional song, just as Zach Brown is saying, uh, you know, fuck the haters <laughs> and going more pop. You know, it would be, this is, I said this on Twitter, but this is the kind of twist that I want out of the next episode of Star Wars. I want Rey and Kylo Ren to switch places. I want Rey to become evil. I want Kylo Ren to become good. I feel like it would be a legendary ending. And maybe, you know, Sam Hunt and Zach Brown are cosplaying right now with the very same thing. Maybe Sam Hunt has been Kylo Ren, but he's really going to go to the good side. And maybe uh, Zach Brown has been has been Rey all along, but he's going he's going to become our new Vader. I just don't know. But uh, those are the two comebacks that are in the works. And then we got a whole bunch of new music that I want to talk about. This was a freaking stacked week for new music. And the biggest release 
And it's surprising to me that this was the biggest release. It was from a guy named Co Wetzel. Co Wetzel is a dude out of Texas, and on my channel at least, he has the most passionate fan base ever. I mean, every single video I put up, it's just like, cover Co Wetzel, cover Co Wetzel, cover Co Wetzel. And I think he is just a rocking kind of grunge rock country dude that's young guys love um he just released this album called harold saw high and it's been number one on the country charts since it was put out and it's even was like number one on the all genre itunes chart for a while and this guy's a rocker like i said his sound to me is very informed by a 90s grunge it reminds me of nirvana sometimes on songs like powerball it even reminds me a little bit of weezer if I find the reasons why she lived If I could find the reasons why she lived I wouldn't be And this guy, uh, you know, he's wild. Sings a lot about drinking, a lot about cocaine, a lot about maybe unplanned pregnancies, and his songs have great dynamics. They swell into this, like, storm of anger and fury and shame, and yeah, he's just a very loaded dude, and I mean that from a substance abuse standpoint and from a lyrical standpoint. He is, uh rough around the edges to say the least. I don't know if this record's really for me. I certainly wouldn't call it a country record. People say his old record, Noise Complaint, is, is much more country. I've only heard this one. But uh, yeah, it's definitely just a rock record. But it's interesting to me that he's a Texas guy um, that's made such a big name for himself. Such a big name. And I get a big sense that part of the same thing that's making the Get Up popular is making Co Wetzel popular. It's this kind of F the system factor. People find in 2019 the deconstruction of any big institution intensely satisfying. I get that. And I think for some of these people, it's interesting. Man, this is interesting. I'm putting this together right now. This is a really good idea. If I still had a column, I would write this column. How the Get Up and Co. Wetzel are fighting the same fight <laughs> against Nashville. That's why he's becoming popular out of Texas. is because he's doing it his own way. He's doing his own thing, and he's got all these fans out of Texas, and he doesn't need the whole Nashville system. There's a lot of acts coming out of Texas where that's their whole marketing plan. Um, it's just F the system, because we can do it our own way. And frankly, they can. Texas has a good thing going. There's a million artists in Nashville that have got to be jealous of the numbers that these Texas musicians pull at their shows. Now, what makes Co Wetzel, I think that story a little bit more true for him is the fact that he actually is outside of Nashville. What drives me crazy about stuff like the get up is Nashville is trying to claim that this is some big disruption and yet he's signed to Broken Bow. He is signed to Jason Aldean's uh, label. So it's not from outside of Nashville. It's not a disruptive thing, but they're trying to market it like it is a disruptive thing with the get up. Now Co, like I said, Big rocker, but he wasn't the only big Texas guy that came out this week. Aaron Watson, who's kind of like the granddaddy 
of independent Texas musicians, him or Cody Johnson. It's got to be one of the two of them uh, right now. Don't worry. I've not forgotten about George Strait. But Aaron Watson came out with his new album, Red Bandana, and that's been way up on the chart as well. It's been right behind Co. Um, for a while, they were both in the top three all genre. And Aaron Watson released his new album, Red Bandana. And guys, this album is awesome. It's a freaking weird album. I can say that. But it's also awesome. Aaron Watson has made an album that is living and breathing. It's got a beating heart. And it is all written by him. All 20 songs just by him. And man, he goes everywhere on this. I think what he wants to communicate is that he's been in this industry for 20 years. He cares about making music. He cares about country music. He wants his stuff to be entertaining and he wants it to be fun. And he wants to hustle and push and push and push. I think this album is a lot about hustling, um, hustling through life. Throughout this album, he, he references that. He says on the song, Dark Horse, I got a chip on my shoulder, but it doesn't weigh me down. And that's really one of the very first statements that he makes on this record. After his song, The Ghost of Guy Clark, in which, that's the album opener, and it is a stunner. I'm going to actually play a little bit of that right here. This is his, this is Aaron Watson arguing that he's, he's having a pretend conversation with Guy Clark, famous Texas songwriter, and the songwriting hero of many artists today. And he is saying this is what Guy is communicating to him about today's music. That's all right. If that's all you've got to give, if that's all you've got to say, this one life you've got to live, there's no meaning in your melody, so predictable and weak. Wasted words and shallow rhymes, I'd rather hear a woman cuss me a blue streak. You see the pencil to the pad is like the bullet to the gun. The pen is mightier than the sword if the words are forged from fire from the sun. Yet some do it for the fame, the fun, the money, and all the glory. Yet some do it for their weary soul won't rest until they tell their story. Gotta make them feel what you feel Help them dream a dream and make them wonder It's like catching lightning in a bottle Make them smell the rain and hear the thunder Let them taste the tears of joy Or the bittersweet taste of sin Find the passion in a four-letter word Or a Sunday morning, amen That is quite a mission statement that Aaron Watson makes right at the start of this record. That he wants to make something that matters and that is beautiful and that is thoughtful and that costs him something. And at the same time, he has a certain gentleness toward other people. He said, "If you know, that's all right if that's all you want to say. But for Aaron, he wants to say more. And then he goes into Dark Horse and says, I got a chip on my shoulder. And he kind of confesses this, this way in which he's not part of the industry. He's not really accepted in Nashville. But... He is pushing on and he's trying and he's, he's making the best stuff that he can and he's pulling these huge shows. And there is something to the hustle of this and knowing a thing or two about Aaron Watson and how popular he is out in Texas that's part of his appeal as well. And so it's interesting to have, you know, yeah, this would be such a good column. All the ways people are framing themselves as renegades against Nashville. But I don't have a column, so I won't, I won't waste any more time thinking about that. Now, there's a few songs on Aaron Watson's record that are just gorgeous. Riding with Red is an absolutely beautiful song. I think Am I Amarillo is beautiful. There's some cheesier moments. There's a Shake em, Shake It Heartache. What is it called? Um, some sexy song near the end. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> there's a lot of like sex songs. There's like three in a row near the end where it's I've got you on my hands and 
Um, Aaron loves those. There's always a few of them. I always find them a little bit cheesy. I like when he goes just earnest romantic a lot more. I think his song uh, Country Radio on this record is not just a love letter to country radio. It's a it's kind of a tribute to country music as well as a tribute to romance. And I think it's kind of the smash on this whole record. It's my second favorite behind some of the later verses of Ghost of Guy Clark. And yeah, it's, it's a weird record. It's definitely too long. I would cut four songs from this. But Aaron made something that is lovely. It's instrumentally driven. It has perfect balance of country tradition and affection for the past of country music at the same time as having modern production and having some popular elements, even having some close to rap cadences. That stuff's all okay. People are actually really open to it. And I think Aaron is a perfect example of someone that does it well. And I'm glad that this album is succeeding. It's very cool to see these Texas guys succeeding in such a major way and it's so fascinating you see how nashville just kind of is blind to anything outside their own of their own doing uh, because you don't hear these guys on mainstream radio and i think you should and i think really where i see is kind of my opportunity with my channel is i can be a bridge for those i genuinely like stuff that comes out of nashville and i genuinely like stuff that comes out of texas but there's an independent streak in me that really likes the stuff coming out of Texas because it's so much more homespun. Now that said, there's a few things that have uh, been coming from coming from Nashville that I've really liked this week. And one of those things is John Party's new song, Ain't Always the Cowboy. It ain't always the cowboy that ain't got a lot of hang around. Ain't got no set of this song i love how pretty it is i love that john party after heartache medication is doubling down on the fiddle and just including the fiddle on his songs i think that's pretty freaking cool maybe he was on buy nothing and found a few people giving away fiddles maybe he's on buy nothing nashville maybe that's what happened to sam hunt maybe sam hunt was on buy nothing nashville and and someone gave him a sturgill cd or something and he got red pilled i think that might have been what happened maybe we should get all these artists on buy nothing nashville you got all these musicians there probably giving away instruments and I don't know if I don't know if like Dustin Lynch has ever seen, you know, steel guitar or something. That's mean. That's mean. Why is Dustin Lynch always my punching bag? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, John Party's new song, uh, love it, love it. Tyler Childers put out a new song called All Yourin. this a million times and they were disappointed by the studio version as someone that had not heard this heard this song before i found the kind of different soulful lush production of it cool 
I feel like I don't want Tyler Childers to always be screaming at me. I actually like Feathered Indians because it feels a little bit flowing and pretty. And I know he can do the whole White House Road prison snarl kind of sound, but I was personally very happy with this new Tyler Childers song. I liked it a little bit more than House Fire, if I'm being honest. And then Garth Brooks put out a new song called Dive Bar, which I would tell you about if I could hear it. But Garth has hidden his music. Somewhere it is, it is lost in the cloud of ghost tunes. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, ghost tunes. Um, that was Garth's separate streaming service when he wouldn't make any deals with the others. Um, wow, ghost tunes. So I'm guessing that's where Dive Bar is. It's, it's somehow only on the radio. You can't hear it anywhere. I'm even a member of Amazon Music, but I can't find it. Uh, Whiskey Rift did something freaking hilarious. I love Whiskey Rift. They've become just one of my favorite sites. But they put a, a guy, they said, you can't hear Dive Bar anywhere online. So here's a dude singing it. And they found a guy covering it on YouTube. And I actually liked it. So fill your cup, raise it up. Jump in, join the club. And float this Whiskey River Reservoir. We're going to spend the weekend in the deep end of the Dive Bar. I'll spend the weekend in the deep end of a dive bar. I'm right there for a, a deep end of the pool pun. For a sharks and minnows moment in a country song. I loved the deep end of a dive bar. Did you guys play at the diving board? I would live at the diving board area uh, maybe 20 years ago. From ages 10 to 14, I would just go to the pool all day, every summer. And I would also spend the weekend at the deep end of a the diving board. That's the kid's version. Um... So yeah, that is, that's what was up this week, y'all. That's what was up this week, and it was an interesting week in country music. Um, I got a little riled up talking about the get-up. Sorry about that. Uh, but we got a bunch of stuff to do in the next couple weeks. I have so many videos I need to make and need to shoot, and uh, I will do it. I will do it, and I will have a cooler background now that I have this you know, green bench thing out of my life, and instead this beautiful cerulean blue sofa. Uh, so, you guys, you have a good week yourselves. I'm looking forward to talking country music with you. And let's just do a little, little No Shade of Green outro, you know? Let's get that Flatland Cavalry back in this mix. Oh, I love this song. All right, my friends, you have a good one. I will see you next week, or talk to you next week. You won't see me. Um, but peace out, guys. Trapped inside her eyes Red lipstick from the blood Of all them boys who failed and tried